This is the limited edition second episode of the 1056 podcast. It's limited because there's only two of them. I am, of course, Tyler, joined here by Red on the other side of the microphone. My man, what is going on? Uh, nothing. This is very exciting. It is. This is exciting for you. This yes. is exciting for me. That's right. This is exciting for the person listening to this, wondering what they're about to hear, because they have That's no right. idea. That's yeah, right. No frame of reference. Yeah, we had some friends over for uh, for New Year's here at my casa. Um, people were saying uh, good things. One of our friends were, you know. About what? The podcast. They liked oh. it. Yeah. I'll tell you who off. I'll tell you who off, off, off the mic. So. But thank you to that person ahead of time. And thank you now. I don't want to get, no, I don't want to say thank you. I, I mean, I don't want to get sentimental, but I want to say thank you. He's crying, guys. He already started crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so on, on the second episode, it's the, uh, the, the third day of the new year, 2018. And uh, already we got fun in, in that's not fun. And we have YouTube drama, and we have people drama, and we have trigger warnings, and we have bad things going on. Um, And if that's not vague enough, essentially what what happened, uh, a lot of people probably heard about it. We're not the first people to break that story. We're not going to be the first people to break the story, but um, the whole controversy behind Logan Paul filming a guy who killed himself, uh, hung himself uh, when he was in Japan, uh, the full story you can obviously find elsewhere, but um, today we want to talk about that, talk about a couple other things. I want to talk about Bitcoin, Eminem's new album dropped a couple weeks ago. I wrote some notes about that, didn't have a chance to record on it, so we'll talk about that, just the state of music now as well. But anyway, so we'll, we'll get into this now, and also before I dive farther into this, uh, there is an echo here. I'm in my basement. I don't have those fancy uh, noise-absorbing or echo-absorbing pads you want to keep listening to this podcast, you want to give me money, and I'll do it. So right now, this voice, this 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 echo is shitty. Get your friends listening. Get get people like you and me on this podcast. My hands are going beyond the microphone. I'm almost going to slap Red uh, inadvertently. He's nervous. I'd also like to apologize. <laughs> I'm sick, so if I sound like shit, that's because I feel like shit. <laughs> anyway, so I apologize for the echo, but... Moving on, so um, uh, as you might know if you guys are friends of uh, Red and myself, we did have a YouTube channel um, years ago, years ago, and, and ever since then, at least myself, I dove a lot into... It's still there. It's still there, technically. Both of them are still there. They're still there. We'll tell you the, the links, maybe another episode, uh, if you guys want to know. But um, So I, I followed a lot of the YouTube culture really since that time I wanted to get... A better understanding of how it all worked and i kind of dove head first into it um for those of you who are into youtube it was around the time of ray william johnson it was around the time of philip defranco when he was in his prime and smosh were in their prime and pewdiepie was a lot bigger i guess and on the platform um so I've, I've been really a part of it since then and now i can fast forward it to this whole logan paul drama and a lot of people are saying it's not right to show the video of this person hanging themselves is not right to, you know, make jokes about it and laugh. And, and, and you can say all of that, but Red, I know you and I, you know, talked about this before we went on air. And it was it was a lot farther reaching than just, you know, what, what it was like, the video itself, the backlash, the people getting offended and whatnot. What we were saying was, this just goes beyond things on YouTube. You know, how... 
YouTube is essentially treating their creators? Is there a bias towards people like Logan Paul, where you look at someone like PewDiePie who did something that wasn't as bad, let's say, and lost his entire show? Uh, meanwhile, Logan Paul went directly against the YouTube guidelines. YouTube acknowledged that Logan Paul went against the guidelines, and yet he still has his content. He still has his uh, movies, or I guess movie plus a future movie, on YouTube Red right now. I can't believe they made a second one, or making a second one. What was it called? <laughs> the, the Thinning. The, the, ew. So YouTube Red on its own. Please re- comment. Let me know your thoughts on that movie. I've never actually seen it. Do you recommend it? Do you think I should avoid it? Do you think they should make a third one? Let me know. There you go. Uh, find us on social media. You can find me, at least, on Instagram and Twitter, T-I-E-L-E-R-R-C. Uh, I'll be dropping that a lot. Uh, shamelessly plugging myself. Anyway, uh, so, you know, what, what Logan Paul did, obviously, it was very messed up. And when you have something like uh, a channel where you can film and edit and and create it and upload it and you have that full control it's obviously very messed up that he took so many steps to show the content in the thumbnail it's him looking surprised and then the actual blurred photo of the person who hung themselves in the description it says we found a dead body in japan like there's there's so many times where it's just not a good look the fact that he's trying to get views from this he said he didn't, you know, uh, turn on monetization for the video. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. I don't matter. care if he filmed it on a, on a camcorder and put the video out and handed it out to all of his friends. It's still a douchey thing to do. The guy went out there and hung himself for some reason because of something going on in his life, whatever, whatever it may be. He went to a place called the Suicide Forest. For what purpose? To film trees? No, he was hoping to find a body. And if he found it, ooh, he brought a camera crew. Right. And wearing a stupid hat and a stupid face. Listen, I kind of lost interest in this guy back when he was in Vine. I liked him in the beginning when, you know, Vine was kind of happening and you were discovering everybody. But then he kind of went down that road of, you know, with the Vine creators with like this high quality production for six second videos. And it it grew, it, it, it became very apparent to me that he's was a douche and his brother is a douche that's a separate topic and he's actually the and, better paul brother now. yes and <laughs> jake, paul jake paul's now is the nice better man. of the two oh, paul brothers God. never what does that tell you what does that say <laughs> he's not looking fucked up that much and that jake is the good he's the good paul brother and even on vine if you remember his vines were all about like how crazy it could be i remember he did one where he jumped into ice water that's right shirtless and it was just like, let's. I could be ridiculous. I could throw my body everywhere because the guy was in good shape or is in good shape or whatever. And so he was all about the shock value and that. Now he comes to YouTube. He's huge. He's got a movie and then there's the second one out. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Anyways, he's got at least one movie out. <laughs> and he's making money doing this. And his brother's making money doing this. And all of a sudden... He, he sees an opportunity to film something that he figures a bunch of people on the internet want to see. Well, they did because the thing was freaking trending. Yeah. So. Uh, by the way, uh, let's see here. The Thinning New World Order is premiering uh, nah, this year, 2018. Doesn't say when. It just says releasing 2018. So. But my issue is like we have people like this on the internet, whether they're big or small. 
that do this kind of crap. So he's really no different to me. He's not any better. And this is not as... This, the only reason this is a big deal to me, or a bigger deal, it's not that big of a deal, it's a bigger deal <laughs> than, than other issues, um, is what it says about YouTube's reaction to it. Right, and I'll pull... Uh, I, I want to... And the state of YouTube since we became fans of YouTube creators back in the right. beginning and all the way through for a very, very long time and seeing people um, start off on YouTube and go to bigger, better places to um, who to continue to put out interesting content that we still follow, um, whether that be in news or comedy or um, specializ- specializing in certain topics. Right. But I, I, that world is very different now. Right. I I don't care for it anymore. These I don't see creators as they used to be anymore. And it's not interesting. So wh- how did this happen? Well, it starts at the top and how YouTube treats their creators. Right. And and that's the thing too. And you you look at something like this. Like Logan Paul went out there. He filmed a dead guy. It was very classless. It, it was very it, it it wasn't good look altogether. I'm not going to get on this like this bandwagon of just rank, ranking on him because that's an easy thing to talk about, but um, I'll read YouTube statement and I'll kind of react after that. So um, this is from Philip DeFranco. I guess they reached out to a lot of the bigger creators, saying, "Here is our here is YouTube's reaction." They sent an email to them. So it says, "Our hearts our hearts go out to the family of the person featured in the video. YouTube prohibits violent or gory content posted in a shocking, sensational, or disrespectful manner. If a video is graphic, it can only remain on the site when supported by appropriate educational or documentary information, and in some cases, it will be age-gated. We partner with safety groups such as the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline to provide educational resources that are incorporated in our YouTube Safety Center. So it wasn't an apology. It wasn't anything like that. It was a lot of nothing. It was just saying, hey, we feel bad for the victim. We work with the National Suicide Center. That's kind of it. it, it but we're not... leaving Logan Paul alone. Right. So, and then you look at PewDiePie, and for those who don't know, um, he essentially, there was a website, there was these two guys um, in a different country, I'm not sure where, where you would pay $5 and they would write anything that you would write on a sign. He gave them $5. He said, like, death to Jews or something like that. He said something anti-Semitic as a, you know, as a joke. Mm-hmm. And he was like, they're definitely not going to write this. They did. He was like, why would they do this? Sure enough, the Wall Street Journal got hold of that, calling him an anti-Semite, saying that he was wearing a, a Nazi uniform. That was in a different bit, wasn't it? The, what, the Nazi uniform? Well, yeah, he did the... The death to Jews one, right, and then a separate wasn't it a separate bit about the the Nazi uniform, right? So the Wall Street Journal so that's twice the the Wall Street Journal kind of picked apart different instances where it's like here's where he supports Hitler and he had like Hitler like speeches like superimposed like on what he was talking about. If you follow the channel, it's all in jest. Still not good, but here we are. So because of that, um, YouTube's reaction to that news was to terminate. PewDiePie's show on YouTube Red, which was Scare PewDiePie. He was obviously mad. Y- you know, you-, you look into the channel, you follow it. I'm not supporting, <laughs> you know, that it's okay to post about Nazis or death to Jews. It's not. Y- you shouldn't do that and mean it. He was doing it as a joke, albeit not a funny joke. But here we are. I think it was a lot more lighthearted than actually filming a dead body. So he got reprimanded for that, and Logan Paul did not get reprimanded for 
filming a dead body, and you're saying that's unfair. I think that so, yeah. Who sh- should it have been that PewDiePie had not be reprimanded, or Logan Paul should be reprimanded? I think PewDiePie should have been reprimanded, which he was. They took away his show. So should Logan Paul be reprimanded? Yes. And I think at, at this point, this came out maybe a day or two ago. We'll say two days ago. And really nothing has happened yet, which is going to show me that they're probably not going to do anything after tomorrow. They're What they're probably going to do is try to sweep it under the rug. Hopefully it doesn't you know, manifest into anything else and, and then kind of go from there. And that sucks. You know, the fact that seemingly he can do whatever he wants, YouTube's not going to punish him, and he's going to just kind of keep doing what he's doing. Now, is he going to do something like this again? Probably not. People have done dumb things before, and he might do something in a different manner. People like Sam Pepper, who, like, did these prank videos, pretended to, like, kill his friend as part of a prank, and then he got kicked off of YouTube for sexual assault allegations, all of that. But, you know, for, for someone like Logan Paul... He has a demo. He knows how to reach that demo. Is it out of the question that he'll do something like this again? Not necessarily filming a dead body. I don't. I don't know. That depends, because in just knowing human behavior, he wasn't reprimanded. Right. So That's the only reprimanding, uh, the only consequence he faced was the social consequence of everyone badgering him and attacking him about what he did, which he deserved. You know, he deserved that kind of backlash because it was tone deaf. It was insensitive. We live in a, di- a different time where this kind of thing doesn't just go like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And then we all move on. It's not it's not 2017 into 2018 anymore. Yeah, that's just not what it is. It's, it's not understanding what's going on out there. And it's not doesn't mean you have to get political or um, become a social justice warrior or anything like that. He doesn't have to go so extreme with it. But he has to understand that. If he goes out there and he finds a dead body, filming it, knowing your demographic, because he clearly does, yeah. he clearly knows that it's a bunch of tweens and or, and a little bit expanded out there, but that's the that filming the dead body should have these rep, these um, repercussions. But again, I, I don't I don't care about his thought process because he was always looking for the shock value, always. Kind of a douche, right? So, it's it's YouTube's where they come into play. He knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he did. It's YouTube <laughs> that comes into play. Yeah. So, what are they gonna do? Are they going to stand by him because they make him a bunch of money, or and and eat up the and then just take the blows of the the outcry from from the public, or are they gonna do something? Now, this leads a little bit into a point I brought up earlier because I'm not a big fan of the public being the force behind getting someone fired right. if they haven't done something blatantly illegal. Right. I don't think that's for us to say that they should get fired. We are not the bosses of these people. <laughs> it's right. not like politics where we put people in office and then we can demand that they get fired because we put the merit in the first place. There, yeah. I'm not a, even if they do something douchey, you know, and it's it's or terrible or either sexual harassment or they say something racist. Like these things are not good. They're not they're terrible things and we're, we try to move on as a society past these things and change the attitude we have towards these topics. But we can't demand people get fired. That's up to the organization that they work for. So it's up to YouTube now. It's not up to us. 
Yeah. It's up to YouTube. YouTube, what are you going to do? Are you going to let him <laughs> continue to make money? Are you going to have a private conversation that we will never know about? A, a phone call or a face-to-face -face meeting saying, listen, if you post like this, something like this again, we will have to cut your movies your whatever future projects they may have in the in the bag whatever they got going on will they give them that warning or will they kind of just have his back and kind of eat up the pr and just have him kind of get away almost scot-free because one um mistake is not going to ruin him multiple mistakes will if he continues this kind of thing over and over again he'll start losing views especially since the backlash went all the way to celebrities which didn't happen with PewDiePie. Right. Celebrities were not attacking PewDiePie. Celebrities are attacking Logan Paul. And that celebrities have backing of the public. And that YouTube looks at that. Unfortunately, the, the people who are getting mad at Logan Paul aren't his demographic. This is the other thing, too, is that you have these people that are so loyal to him that are already forgiving him. Even though, and I, that's, this is the only good thing that he's done... Is in his apology video, he said, I know that my fans are trying to defend me. Please don't. This is wrong. And that's good. Now, people are going to listen to him. No. His fans are children. <clears throat> they're, they're not going to. They, so, don't know what, they don't know what to do with that kind of information. And I agree with that. The people who, who want him out of YouTube and whatnot are not in his demographic. They, they aren't watching his videos. You have the general public who really has never heard of YouTube and are now being brought in because of this kind of headline and then you have people like us who are very involved in youtube we don't watch his videos on a daily basis it doesn't do anything it's it's it's, it's just a bunch of fluff it's it's not actually going to affect him in any way philip franco showed he gained followers just at a slower rate he hasn't actually lost followers since this incident you know which is my thing is that he is invincible. That That is the impression that I got from this. He posted a video of a dead guy. He went directly against YouTube's guidelines. If this is anyone else, if this is Philip DeFranco, if this is Casey Neistat, if this is anyone who obviously wouldn't do this, and they do that, YouTube will come down on them so hard, they demonetize them, they do all this shit, and, and they're left broken. They're, they, they're left with losing their revenue. This has happened multiple times. You have Adpocalypse. You had the first rendition where companies were putting ads, or they weren't sure if their ads were going to go on ISIS. Um, propaganda videos. Propaganda, thank you. Yeah. Uh, propaganda videos. They didn't know that, and then now you have that you can't put ads talking about you know sensitive subjects about violence or gore. Casey Neistat tried to do something where the AdSense money was going to go to the victims. Granted, he knew what he was doing, but he's like, maybe we'll the have this... Victims of the Vegas shooting. Right. Maybe we'll have this be an exception. That he got demonetized. Jimmy Kimmel was able to have ads. That was a whole thing. And now we have this, where for most other creators, if something questionable happens, YouTube will always favor YouTube and not the creators. And in this case... YouTube is switching directions. They're favoring this one creator, Logan Paul, who, yes, is generating a lot of revenue for YouTube. At the same time, this is the perfect perfect time to make an example out of this that it can affect everyone. Because when you have people like Logan Paul, they're not going to be relevant forever. You have Smosh. They're still relevant. They still have a big following. Probably not as much as before, and I'm not sure... People can correct me, whatever you want to do. nearly as funny as Smosh was back in the day. I mean, I don't find Smosh funny anymore, but only because I've grown up and that, that kind of stuff. I'm into different things now, and that's okay. That's natural. 
there's nothing wrong with Smosh. They didn't no. do anything wrong. No, they didn't. It's me. Right. Um, Logan Paul is is not as creative as those guys or as good at at creating content as those guys were. He will not last. He is not invincible. I got to argue with you there. No, he's he, not. And he he just has a lot more durable, durability and people backing him in protection than other creators do. He is not invincible. He's invincible to the to the punishment of YouTube. He's not invincible to his demographic. For, his, for his, one offense. It is a big offense, but it's still a big it, it is a big one. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm, it is what it is. If he can, if he if he does make another mistake, if he does push the boundaries because he got away with this one, so he goes and does it again, then we we start building a um, a backlog of of offenses that YouTube will have to start acting on because people will start more and more people start getting upset. Because he's he's making the same mistakes over and over again. If I'm saying I'm saying he will, but if he does, he will start feeling the consequences for this from YouTube saying how hey, you're you're breaking our rules, how you're not getting money. That he's not invincible. He just gets more leeway. He has more. If we want to do a video game analogy, he has more lives than other creators do. He does. That doesn't mean he's invincible though. He just gets to last longer. But I, it, it's, it's not right. <clears throat> it's not right. It just is. No, and I mean the the initial kind of impression of this is that I. He seems invincible. Like, even at VidCon, he incited a riot. He threw... He would put money. He hid money in a place at VidCon and had thousands of people flock to this one area. And it made it really inconvenient for a lot of other creators there. Philip DeFranco mentioning him a lot because I'm a big fan of his. But he mentioned that it was just not conducive to VidCon. It doesn't make it attractive for creators to go back. So that's a smaller example, obviously not as extreme. Then you have Jake Paul, his brother... Um, what was this, maybe like six months ago, where he, Post Malone, big rapper, he, as a, kind of as a joke, bought some of Jake Paul's merchandise, and Jake Paul thought that he was being serious, and post, he was kind of like giving in to Jake Paul, being like, okay, you know what, you win, I'll buy your merchandise. So as a joke for Jake Paul, he delivered the merchandise directly to Post Malone's house. The problem was that he didn't blur out the address, he didn't blur out the house, he made it very clear where Post Malone lives, essentially doxing him, which is revealing private information to the masses, which is not cool. Post Malone was not cool with that. Child. So you have these two brothers. They have a track record of doing bad things. This, this isn't a one-time thing. You're not having this person who is a star child going in and doing something like this, and it's like, where is this coming from? People... The, people aren't surprised that this shit happened. It's just surprising that they actually had the thought process to take it to like this level, and that's and that's scary. And my whole thing also with this is you look at new creators. You know, YouTube was founded for you. It's it's in the name. It's about you. It's it's not television. Not a TV network coming in and you're watching another TV station. It's about people making videos for other people to watch. And slowly, what we've seen. And this is fine because YouTube is a business and Google is a business and I'm not... And a big one at and a big And a big one. So I'm, not, I'm, not, eyes on I'm not knocking them for this, but the problem is is that you know it makes it less attractive, in my opinion, and I could be totally wrong, but for new creators to come in and do this, where if they have this prior knowledge of people getting demonetized, of someone like Casey Neistat, who is also a golden boy of YouTube, having his videos demonetized, having him find out three days later and losing tens of thousands of dollars that he needs for equipment for his whole thing. For his life. For his life, right. So for, for he gets demonetized 
for random reasons he doesn't know youtube won't tell him and then you know here we are and yet you know people like logan paul are getting a pass so you kind of trickle that down let's say you have a hundred thousand subscribers people are probably getting demonetized at that and this is a hundred thousand subs is at the point where you're trying to make a living off this you know maybe a hundred thousand two three four half a million subscribers even getting up to that million subscriber mark that's becoming more of a career for you like you you can't do something part-time and you have a million subscribers and you're trying to turn out content it's very difficult it's not impossible it's just very difficult so when you have those videos getting demonetized and you have youtube coming down so hard because of their algorithm or whatever the case may be and then they're kind of giving a pass to someone like logan paul it's just it's just not a good look moving forward as someone if this is me if we want to start up our youtube channel again and somehow it gets you know popular or this podcast gets popular you know you have to be very wary of the fact that you can't it's not no guarantee that you're going to get monetization from this anymore yet logan paul will be just fine his next videos will probably be monetized and he filmed a dead body which on youtube and it was trending at one point and then his apology is still trending a day later it's still number one trending to show everyone that he made this mistake it's just it's it, regardless of what the real reason is it's just not a good look for youtube I have a question for our listeners to kind of wrap up this topic. It's a big one. Okay? Do you think YouTube is still the future of content creators like it was in years past? Or do you think we're due for a, a new player to come into the fold and, and give um, content creators a new platform to start creating video content? So that, that would be it. But you, you had some gripes moving on, moving forward. You, you had some gripes with Bitcoin? Yeah. I What's your like, problem? I feel like this podcast is me like just being a cranky old man about it. I'm not. It's just these things I'm just kind of yes, yes. grouping together. You'll see. It, it, it's just kind of interesting. Um, I do. I, I still love YouTube. I'm still going to watch YouTube. I think it's great. I, th- I just think yeah. Logan Paul is the worst. I just think everything deserves to evolve and move on, and YouTube's been around for a very long time, and it's everyone's primary source of video watching. But it that's where everyone goes to just to watch random videos. But is it is it time? Is it going to be time for a new um, platform for content creators? Not just video watching. We have a bunch of those right. for content creators. That's my question to everybody. I, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's... Um... It's going to be interesting, and I and I hope that it does come about. You know, it's the short form videos are becoming more the norm. You know, is it going to be Instagram Stories? Is it going to be Snapchat? Or are we going to see that transform into the new YouTube where people only have less than a minute of an attention span? I don't know. You know, in times like these where these controversies happen, it's I always like to see how these big companies react, and I like to see how content creators react to all this, and see how this can either to keep things the same or can drastically change the course of how video sharing is going to be from now on so it will be interesting to see um definitely shoot me a tweet instagram t-i-e-l-e-r-r-c uh yeah and and just what do you guys think is content creating or what was the question again Jeez, I <laughs> do you think youtube is still the go-to source for content creation or do you think it's time for a new player to come into the fold and give another platform for content creators to use to put their stuff out there. Yeah. So, I mean, let's not move. just for video watching, for content creation. So, let, let's move on because I'm still 
all flustered. Good. <laughs> I'm... I think we've given enough uh, uh, to that, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, Bitcoin. I, you know, my, I hear a lot of my coworkers talk about Bitcoin. I see Bitcoin a lot. I, I don't fully understand even Bitcoin. I don't even get it. I don't. I've also done zero research on Bitcoin, and I know nothing. I so know, inform me. I know a little bit about Bitcoin, and I don't even get it. It's essentially a universal internet, like digital currency, and the overall goal of it is to replace currencies. And any any government issued currency, so that we around the world you can use as one currency um, online. So it's quote unquote more encrypted, more safe, th- things like that. So you can go on Amazon instead of paying with your credit card, you can pay with Bitcoin. That's the overall theory with it. Um, the only and, but it's exploding. Like people are actually using it. I don't know anybody actually using it. I know people who have invested in it. So a lot of people have invested in it. But the thing that kind of like makes me wonder, and I'm I'm not invested in Bitcoin right now. So that's no, you missed your chance. I did. I could have had it like at what, like anywhere from a dollar to ten dollars, like five years ago. Stupid man. You don't know. It's it 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 literally went at eight hundred dollars like five years ago, and then literally went in half because. Some bank in China lost half of all the Bitcoin. So it's very volatile. It's it, it's extremely volatile. You can't really buy anything with it. So the no big brands are accepting Bitcoin like some local businesses are. I know there's like a – I saw on Reddit a dentist in Texas like accepted Bitcoin. You have some exotic car dealerships out west that are accepting Bitcoin. It's very few and far between. The initial goal of it was for like Silk Road purchases. That's what it was really for back in the day. And now I think what's getting so much buzz is that it's a digital currency. People see the potential of it. It's just very volatile. It changes so much in pricing. And the actual transaction time just takes a long time. Steam had it where you could use Bitcoin to pay for games. They stopped using it because it could take like two hours just to make a transaction. Mm-hmm. So I get it. it. It's it's a bubble. It's not a bubble. You're going to hear it's it's such a buzzword just because people are saying it's going to crash or it's going to shoot up. Who who the hell knows? There and there's a million different cryptocurrencies. Is this your problem with it? What's your problem? Hey, what's your Hey, buddy, what's your problem? <laughs> My problem with it is that it, it's just people are saying, "Oh, it's going to be the future of currency. It's going to be this, it's going to be that." And there's been a lot of buzz around it. I just think it's so it's silly. You, you, if you buy Bitcoin, you, you can't do anything with it. It's not a stock. It's not a currency. It, it's nothing that you can do with it. All you do is you sit with it, let it accrue wealth, and then sell it off. And, and that's really it. And I could be totally wrong. And someone's gonna say, "Oh no, I could, you could use it for this. You could use it for this." That's Please let all, us know how wrong he is. That's all. No, it's it's all bullshit. <laughs> because I can't go on Amazon and buy something with Bitcoin. And people are going to say, well, that's not the point of it. Well, I don't... Know. And then what is the point? Exactly. <laughs> that's another point with it, too, is what what is the point of Bitcoin? It's it's a stock. It's a currency. It's this, that. It's the other thing. You know, it, it, it's something that's interesting. At the same time, I do want to invest in one of the, the lower-end cryptocurrencies that are, like, at 0.03 cents right now. And even still, it's just... I, I just feel like it's cumbersome... I feel like it's not going to take off. I feel like it's going to be one of these fad things, and eventually people are going to just kind of sit, and they're going to be the dog that catches the car, and they're not going to know what to do with it. And in a year or two from now, maybe I could. I'm obviously could be very wrong. It could be very right. We did predict, by the way, in the first episode that the Astros would win the World Series. So, just saying. 
Um, we're geniuses. That was an easy one, right? I don't think Bitcoin. Bitcoin is going to be a fad. It's going to fade out into the distance. People are going to have no clue what to use with it, and then it's just going to disappear, and that's it. And that's it. Bye, Bitcoin. Bye. <laughs> that being said, sell your Bitcoin. I'll buy it low, and I'm going to sell it back high once it's right. back up. Baby. This is all a scam. This is all a scam on his <laughs> part. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about, quick, getting on a more lighter subject again. Um, so Eminem came out with his new album, Revival, I think. That's what do you think, Tyler? What do you think of the new record? I didn't like it. Oh boy, I didn't like it, and a lot of people didn't like it. Um, I'm not the huge. I'm not the biggest Eminem fan. You're not part of the Eminem fam. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not. I think that he is a excellent artist. I think that I'm not saying he's a bad rapper. He's better than most. He is. No, he absolutely is, and he has changed the kind of culture. He brought. He was really this bridge between the '90s rap to what rap is today. He, he's one of those people that can bridge that connection. 100% agree. He's very important for rap nowadays. That being said, um, I honestly think he did that whole freestyle about Donald Trump and the simpletons that the, the people immediately were like, Donald Trump? Whoa! And they went absolutely nuts because the, they thought it was the best thing ever. It sucked. It was absolutely... You didn't like the rap? No, I hated it. Oh, man. First off, he had no rhythm to it. It, it was, was a freestyle. It was off the top of his head. Right, but it was still... It was, just, it was just very choppy. There's freestyles that are good. It's you know. So the, you're not criticizing what he was rapping about. We'll just clarify. No, that, it's that's not That's not the point because, I mean, it is whatever he's going to rap about. It, it, it doesn't really matter. You're more analyzing his musical part of the rap. Right, because he, he's had good... He's had good songs, you know. Like he's he's been known for a good part of almost twenty years because he's a good artist. He puts a lot of emotion into his tracks. It, it, no one can sit here and say Eminem doesn't try. He's he's half-assing everything. He's doing it for the money, for the fame, for whatever. He doesn't. He puts a lot of passion behind his work. You gotta respect that. At the same time, you know it's it's almost like pandering. You know, you don't hear from him for a while, and all of a sudden he comes back, and it's like, let's talk about Donald Trump. You know, it's like, and that's convenient like, time for his album release, right? So it's it's those kind of things. It's like, all right, you know, it's like you've obviously not shied away from controversy. You know, you're in the beginning. You know, the first albums or two, the Marshall Mathers show, it was funny. Talk about humor. You know, it, it was a funny way of just like digging on people. Um, you know, now there's there were some songs that are good. Chlor, for those who are a fan of the album, I liked Chloroseptic. Not a lot of people did. Walk on Water was good because of Beyonce. And that was kind of it. You know, I sat down there. I listened to the album. I gave it, I gave it a good chance. I went through the songs. And then I went back to, I think, Relapse. Whatever We Made You and Crack a Bottle were on. <clears throat> Those are that album I went back to. I think it came out like 2009. I enjoy that album. You go back to the Marshall Mathers show. His first couple albums, amazing. Um, you know, it's it, it's one of those things where you look at different artists, you look at different bands where they just go on for too long and the content that they create, it just isn't as good anymore. And you're almost wondering, you know, what, what are you doing at this point? You know, it's you don't want to walk away from anything. I feel like people who are so invested in something like music or like making music for you know half your life it's tough to just kind of give up or not do it anymore things like that um i don't know what that's like 
I honestly don't, but... So you think that was... He doesn't have it anymore? No, I don't think so, honestly. I I honestly... I don't think that it's the same Eminem pop. You know, like, some of these songs, he has that emotion there, but... I haven't heard any of the songs. I would not know like that. (laughs) But there's a different... You know, there's there's a difference when you look at his older albums. You listen to them. It's that pop. It's that... Almost that just kind of unknown thing that you that you that you hear that emotion and now it's it almost sounds like pandering you know that's kind of like the thing that you kind of that's a, the impression that I got especially with that freestyle at the BET Awards talking about Donald Trump it's like you know it's you kind of come out of nowhere with this he's I'm pretty sure he's dogged on Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton in the past now it's kind of coming up at a very interesting time you know when all this is happening it's like. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. You know? there's, there's a lot of artists out there in multiple genres who have had long, successful careers. A lot of groups, a lot of artists who, um, I, I can't, I haven't been trying. <laughs> I don't have much energy left. There's a lot of artists out there who have long, long, long careers who start to lose that, that, that energy, that creative vibe um, for a lot of different reasons. Right. It could be... Because they're because of their success, they're not as grounded as they were when they were writing more passionate music. So it's hard for them to be very passionate. Um, it could be because uh, they just run out of those ideas. That I've I've had pans that I listened to who put who put out one two albums and they're amazing. The songwriting's so clever. The riffs are so great. And the lyrics are so um, creative, but the, and then and then they don't they don't they can't do it anymore, because they they just can't crank out those kind of ideas on a regular basis. Now some of the the most successful artists that have long careers are not one hit wonders. Eminem being one of them, he's obviously not one. He's put out he's had a long career. He's probably gonna end up in you know the, um, honor award shows like those Kennedy Center honors things that they do that kind of thing they'll probably end up in all of that but can you tell off of one album that he's lost it or is it just a misstep because i heard a lot of it was production based and if it's production based then that's not his creative juices flowing no then so or lack of them flowing so you know it's hard to say with off of one album um, bands that seem to have lost their way. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a metal fan. You know this, but I'm telling, telling the world here. I like metal. So a great example of this is Metallica, if you want to talk about a big band. They lost their way in the, in the uh, 90s and uh, early 2000s. Um, they started to... And a lot of bands of, of the thrash metal genre that they were the king, are the kings of and were the kings of lost their way trying to get into more um, mainstream music, trying to experiment with the popular music of the time, which was grunge, which was industrial rock like Nine Inch Nails, which is um, just different types of harder rock. And Metallica tried to be like U2 a little bit, you know, with the Garage Inc. type stuff. For people who understand the the Metallica discography, they understand. But the fact of the matter is they they steered away from that thinking that they were being creative, but at the same time they just... um, I think they just lost their way. And then they, they came back a little bit, but their songs are not as strong. Now, at the same time, are those songs not as strong in themselves? Or 
are people who listen to the original stuff back in the day. This can go for any artist. People who listen to the original stuff back in the day when they were a teenager, when they were going through a certain part of their life and that music comes in and it hits them just right and they love it and it's so important to them and it will always be important to them forever. And then they listen to that same band 15 years later and they're putting out new material and you're going through a different part of your life and it doesn't hit you the same. Suddenly you don't like it and you're like, where did they do? It's not them, it's you. Is that what's going on? Because... Eminem was huge for a lot and is a little bit, but a lot bigger in the 2000s for a lot of teenagers. And all those te- teenagers have grown up. So they're listening to it now in a different lens. They're listening to it now in a in different context. And they're listening to a very political Eminem in a world where nothing escapes the eye of politics now. That we've become nothing but de- divisive. And he, I'm going to quote him, put a line in the sand. He created even more division. Now that for a lot of you out there, you're probably thinking, "Good, because I don't want to be on that side where the the Trump side." Fine, I'm not. I'm not here to lecture. I'm not here to get political. I'm just saying that he's he's throwing those things out there that a lot of people are also kind of sick of. You know, people don't want to talk about politics anymore. It's exhausting. They see it all the time. They're constantly seeing on the news Trump's tweets and Hillary emails this. And Russia that, and North Korea this, and blah, 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 blah. And it's important to stay with it, but at the same time, people are also kind of tired of it. So when they go, when it comes to their music, when they just want to relax, and then Eminem goes right at them with this stuff, how much are they appreciating? I'm just naming off possible elements here no, that a lot of bands and artists besides Eminem have faced, that they, st- they, they pick a topic that their fans are just tired of, or they pick a musical direction that their fans are not going to face, or they pick their audience just is not following with them as passionately as they were in the past. These things come together when you're a long-time artist of a huge caliber like Eminem is. Right. So... You know, I, and for all those out there, I don't, I don't hate Eminem. Like I said, I'll, I'll make that clear because I feel like that might get misconstrued. But no, I, I definitely don't hate Eminem. I think he's been very crucial to the progression of rap. Right now, it's the more popular rap is pretty shitty. Well, you know, I'll, I'll put it out there. Just found out about Brock Hampton, uh, which hopefully some of you guys have heard of. Very good. Saturation 3, great album. Just heard about it. Um, you know... It's one of those things you have to see. You know, I hope Eminem... I want him to make good content. I'm not one of those people that root for him to fail. Or, you know, he's been going through that his whole life. He's fine now. Regardless of whether I like it or don't like it, he's going to do just fine. He's going to continue to make music probably until he's 70 years old. He'll be a 70-year-old rapper talking about God knows what. I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't know. Um, that's 43 minutes. Look at that. We're like 10 minutes longer than the first episode. I'll let you wrap it up, my friend. Cool, man. Give me the chance to wrap it up. Uh, as always, so I'll put the question uh, in the description. We'll talk about Logan Paul again. Um, you know, is is YouTube going to still be the place for content creation or is it going to be a new platform that's going to come up? Definitely let me know. Uh, tweet me at Tyler C. T-I-E-L-E-R-R-C. Uh, once again, I appreciate anyone that's listened to this. You guys have been great. We hope to keep this, 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 we hope to keep this, we hope to keep the words coming out of my mouth. No, I'm kidding. Um, you know, we, we want to keep this going. Uh, definitely let us know. Leave us a review. One, two, three, four, five. I'm not going to judge you. I'll probably block you. <laughs> Jeff, tell me to wrap it up. Yes, Pretty please great. wrap it up. I'm, I'm just, my knees hurt. I want to keep this going. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, guys. Hey, have a good night. There's going to be a storm coming in our neck of the woods here. Just be careful out there. And just already walked away. Bye.
to make you lose. Peace, everyone.